0: Like anyone, when I first started my coaching business, I was in this universe of consuming everything that I could be it Instagram, be it podcasts, be it books, be it events, be it masterminds. I was like, anything that I can sign up for, anything that gave me any direction, anything that felt like a promise that would move me further in my career, I was consuming. And consuming in context of information, consuming in context of strategies and tools and techniques and anything on the face of this planet that would feel like would help me move further, I was consuming. And at some point, I realized that I might be consuming too much. I might be leaning myself into a state of procrastination, not because I was a procrastinator, but I was putting myself into the state of procrastination because I thought that I had a gap in my information that I have and the information I need to be able to take any action. And that's where I made an error. The error was not that I was consuming. The error was that I thought that I need to consume to fill the gap between where I was and where I needed to be. It's not information that creates action. Action creates the right kind of information. You have to flip the narrative to be able to go from a state of consumer to a creator. And the reason why you want to switch to the state of creator is because creator will always keep you in a place where you're moving further and you're moving in the direction and finding even sometimes what the direction we should be moving towards. How many of us wake up in the morning and say, I should reevaluate my niche? Or how many of us wake up in the morning and say, oh, I don't know what action I should take. Or maybe I should do this one more course. Maybe I should do this one more certification. Maybe I should do this one more thing, and It keeps us in the cycle of consuming. It never puts us on the front seat of becoming a creator. And until we become a creator, it's almost impossible for us to be able to even know what to consume. The other day, a coach asked me this question, which is, I get so much feedback from my family and friends when I share my goals, and it's hard for me to dissect what feedback to accept and when to go against their advice. How do you anchor your choices? How do you get feedback without jeopardizing your own vision? What you need to understand at this point is that you are at a choice point. A choice point is a point where you have to make one of two choices. And your current choice that you're probably sticking with is a choice that keeps you sane. And the reason why I am kind of projecting into that is because if you are a person that takes feedback from people and based on that feedback, change the vision or change where you're going, it's because you want to be in a state of safety. And the state of safety just keeps you in the same version of you that you've always been. else the other choice Usually means discomfort, usually means you have to do things that you've never done before, usually means that you're going to be learning a skill, which effectively means you will be failing a lot. Right. And at this choice point is when you really have to make a decision of do I want to be the same person? And if that's okay, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being the same person. You're an amazing human even today. Or I want to become somebody different, or I want to be somebody different. And if you choose the other path, it is very likely that you would be discredited, not enjoyed, unaccepted by certain set of people around you, especially if they're not informed that you're about to change, if they were not a part of the process of change. And that happens because while you have consciously chosen to grow, they have not consciously chosen to grow and unconsciously, they don't want to change. They like the life they have. They are comfortable in the life they have. They're fearful of the change because change Breeds uncertainty. And we as human beings love our certainty, right? So you're in this beautiful mix of where you are choosing uncertainty, you are going to grow and it is going to make people uncomfortable. So at no point do you want to take feedback that is incongruent with the version of you that you're becoming. So how is it and what is it that you take feedback on? And principle is pretty straightforward. The principle of collecting feedback, the principle of involving other people into your growth journey is to make it contextual. Not everybody is great at everything. If say you're a coach and nobody around you is a coach and you go, hey, can you give me feedback on this coaching session? Their feedback is completely useless to you. Their feedback is not required for you. Their feedback is almost counterproductive for you because any point that they mention comes from an uninformed place when you want to take feedback when you want to get input from anybody in your life you always want to take the most informed version you always want to take the most informed feedback that you possibly can and that is why it's very important for you to define variables and context of who and what the feedback is coming from you don't want them to feedback your vision if they're not individuals that are visionary that have ever shared their vision with you or have had a vision of their life. They don't understand visions. They don't understand how they work. They don't understand why you should even have one. So don't share your vision with people who have never set a vision in their life. Take feedback in context and by defined variables of what feedback do you even desire. The other day, I sent a note to one of my friends who's a big social media influencer. And The context that I set for them was, hey, I would love for you to review my social profile. The reason why I wanted them to review my social profile, specifically my videos, is because they are great at doing social media overall and videos. What I didn't seek for them is how do I monetize my social media? I didn't seek for them to help me design programs. They are very successful in their own right, but their success is not necessarily so much about revenue cycles, about profitability, about program design. Their skill set is very specific to social media. So invite feedback contextually, and you would always get good feedback. Social media brings my attention to how you may be getting a lot of feedback without knowing that you are getting all that feedback is where you are on social media and you're getting information just being dumped on you while you scroll through trying to take a break, right? Especially if you're anything like me, you're very selective of who you follow. And because you're selective of who you follow, you end up following people in personal growth, business and marketing. And because that's what you're following, you end up getting a lot of advice that you don't need. (laughs) You get a lot of information that you don't desire. And that throws you off. You're suddenly going, oh crap, that person that I follow, that I respect, Ajit, let's say, for example, is a person you follow and respect. Ajit says you should do X. And this X thing is a new thing. I've never done this before. Should I be doing X? Is that why I am not successful? Or is that why I am not realizing my dream or living my purpose? Or whatever that is the story that you tell yourself. And that's where we put ourselves back into a reality trap. We go, oh, we are not successful because, or I'm not getting the results because, based on data set that is unqualified. What does that mean? When we are looking at at our view of life and our personalities, you would see there are certain inherent abilities that you have, or inherent skill sets that you have, inherent desires that you have, inherent way of operating in the world that you have. What you will also find interesting is that there is no one like you. Like literally, there is no one like you. It's only you who likes operating that way, in that context, in that container, in that way, in that way of presentation, in that way of showing up. Everything is very personal to you. So when you take somebody else's strategy and when you take somebody else's way of doing things, it will often fall on its own face. It's just not you. You are not same as them, which effectively means that their way of doing things doesn't actually work for you. There are a lot of social media influencers who would talk about, hey, just put out eight reels a day or 10 reels a day. And yes, some people are able to do that and some people are not. Some people are like you and me who could only do those many hours in a day who are not necessarily sitting in front of the camera all day and just going, all right, real, 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 real. This is not how we are wired. And so we would not naturally be able to do so. So we have to internalize. We have to go, okay, what's the skill that I want to build? What's the reality that I am creating? What's the vision that I have? And you focus on one skill that moves you towards that reality first. And one skill at a time is all you are building. Before I started doing podcasts, I started with a YouTube channel. And before a YouTube channel, I actually started by writing. Just sitting behind my computer, writing my thoughts, organizing my thoughts, organizing my mind, because that's the skill that was easy for me, that was the most desirable for me at that time and that stage in that season of my life, that's what I wanted to focus on. So before you see me doing all the different marketing things, if you go back, you will find that I've always focused on one skill at a time, become really good at it. And then I move on to the next and then the next and then the next and then the next. And eventually you would find that you become a person with a lot of great skills if you gave yourself enough time to get really good at one at a time. If you try to master five, six different types of platforms and skills at the same time, often what happens is because they require very different mental models, very different way of approaching it, very different ways to adapt and present yourself, you are getting less traction in all of them. And because you get less traction and less pace in all of them, it feels really exhausting to do all of them, which feels like burnout. Because burnout is the state that you get to when you're doing the same task over and over again, and you'd make no progress or feels like you're not making any progress. And that would happen if you're trying to do six different skill sets at the same time. So always direct your attention to, what's the one thing I am building as a skill right now? And give it some intensity of focus. Give it a small chunk of time that you really, really dedicate to it. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours. People think, oh, you know, if I have to become great at video, I must give eight hours a day to it. Most likely, if you're trying to put eight hours of becoming great at video in a single day when you just start, Most of the time, you'll feel defeated by the end of eight hours because it's just too much time. What you want to start with is 30 minutes of really intense focus. That simply means you give yourself a 30-minute chunk to say, I'm going to get really good at video in these 30 minutes. I'm going to turn on the camera. I'm going to give it all my focus, all my attention, find out what's not working, what's working. How do I do the skill better, right? Because 30-minute chunks are doable for all of us in some capacity or another. And because it's a doable format, you tend to do it. And you tend to actually get something at the end of it because you have taken action. So intensity of focus is more important than generalized focus. So give yourself some intensity of focus to one singular skill at a time, and you will find that you're not getting as distracted as you would otherwise. Because you're not trying to get better at six different items. You're just getting better at one. You're just simply trying to go, okay, I'm going to get really, really good at this thing. And as you do 30 minutes, 40 minutes, every single time you give it intensity, you'll see you make huge leaps of progress. And when you make huge leaps of progress, now you're not feeling like you're in the grind. You're not feeling like you're experiencing burnout. You're not feeling like, oh, I'm doing this again and again and again, but I'm not really getting anywhere. You don't have that. And once you do get to a plateau, which can happen again, something that will happen probably a year from now, once you've given it intensity of focus, you take a break and you then diversify a little bit and come back to that scale you come back to that skill because now you go, okay, I need to learn a different format of doing the similar skill and come back to this one. So then now the skill is actually being delivered much better at a much higher level. Which brings me to the final point where a lot of times we are consumers, not because we want to be one, but because people around us are consumers and everybody is operating from these consumer-like behaviors. There are two lessons that you need to learn if your surroundings are like that. If you're friends or your partner is just a consumer all the time. They're creating less, they're consuming more. If your relationships, your mentors, your creators that you interact with just want you to consume more and not create as much as you must to be able to create a thriving future for yourself, here are two things that you want to do. First, you want to set clear boundaries. Clear boundaries around, hey, listen, this content I don't want to receive. I do that with my partner. I do that with my friends. If they want to just give me information, I'm like, hey, listen, I don't like this kind of information. I don't want this kind of information. I don't want this content, okay? Because this distracts me from what I am focused on. And I need to protect my boundaries because like you, I'm an empath. I would take on all that information, then I will feel really bad and that will destroy my day, right? Or I will feel unfocused and I will feel like I'm not making progress. And in all those states, I am not a creator. I am a consumer. I am succumbing myself to too much data, or I am letting my state be destroyed with too much data, too much information. So I want to not do that. So the first thing that you want to do is set clear boundaries. It doesn't matter if it's a partner, friend, business partner, whoever that might be. You set a clear boundary and say, hey, listen, this is the content that I don't want to receive because it takes away from my focus, takes away from my energy, and I am a creator and I want to act like one, right? That's the first thing. Second thing is join environments. Join environments if you don't have one around you which is go ahead and sign up for a course or a program. Go ahead and join up for a mastermind. Go ahead and locally meet someone. Join a Facebook group. Join an Instagram broadcast group. Follow those people that are putting you in a creative state more and more. So you stop being a consumer and you start being a creator. Creators also create their environment. They're not just creators in the outside world. They're not just creators on video and text and so forth. They're creators in their environment. They create their environment to support their creation. An artist doesn't start painting anywhere. They start painting when they are inspired. They set containers to get them inspired. Now, everybody's got a different model to find inspiration. Now, everybody's got a different model for inspiration, which is why you might find artists on the street and you might find artists in an art gallery and you might find artists in a remote location and in the busiest spot. But what they're really doing is always creating and getting themselves into a place and a setup. They create an environment that helps them be a creator. So ask yourself, What is it that puts me in a creator state? How is it that I go from the state that I'm in to a state of a creator? And often you will find that you know exactly what those social conditions need to be. And either through boundaries or through an act of creation, as an act of setup, you will be able to get more and more into the state of a creator than a state of a consumer.